Hello, dear listeners, and welcome to Deutsche Grammophon's international podcast series. I'm Sarah Willis, and I'm looking forward to podcasting with the Yellow Label's star-studded cast of musicians. Today, I'm in a former silent movie theater in Weissensee on the outskirts of Berlin, where one of my favorite violinists in the whole world, Lisa Batishvili, is filming some promotion videos for her new album, City Lights. Having spent all yesterday evening listening to the album, I couldn't wait to get here to talk to her about it. Lisa, you're amazing. Welcome. Thank you. I'm so happy to talk to you as a first person about this project. I'm so excited. As I got the tracks, I had to put them on immediately, and I was just in my apartment going around doing things, and I had to stop because I was like, this music is amazing. I had to literally stop, sit down, and listen to it properly. It's called City Lights, and we are in an old silent movie theater. Something is ringing a bell, tell me. Yes, absolutely. I think it's quite known to everyone that City Lights was one of the most famous movies of Charlie Chaplin. And that was the initial motivation for me to start this project. And Are you an old movie fan, black and white silent I film? I am a huge fan of Charlie Chaplin and I think it was one of the most amazing personas of the 20th century because he was such a multi-talent and his music was, I would say, as good as his movies. And it's Most people don't know that. No, and I don't think uh, they know that this was his these were his compositions actually and he played the violin as well and he was such a musical person that that was for me always a dream to actually put together his music and and make an album or just play that music which was a very complex thing at the end how, how come it was complex what 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 made it so complicated the thing is that uh, all, all these old themes also from other tracks they are very difficult to obtain um, because because of the rights uh, and we, what we did is we made a kind of um, like medleys or suites out of different themes, especially with Chaplin, and we gave a to it's like a modern touch to it that uh, I had in modern in, times. In modern <laughs> times, yes. I have an amazing f- friend, uh, arranger Nicolas Radrelli, who is my friend and who initially gave me this idea to uh, dedicate this music to cities that would be important to in my to my life and this is a kind of a journey through the cities it's a fantastic idea and to start off with the chaplain i must say since hearing the album yesterday all day i've been singing da, 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 da. <laughs> and you're in this silent movie theater because you were filming the promotion videos mm-hmm. we did you have it up on the on the wall are we going to see it yes absolutely you're going to see i have the feeling that we are in general really nostalgic about the 1920s and 30s at the moment i feel that i'm seeing those um images everywhere at the moment in the movies and literature also in newspapers that people have the feeling that at that time everything was possible that people went for it they didn't know what would happen tomorrow so people were experimenting and really being very very open about uh, things and it's just so inspiring for me to go back also this fashion <laughs> on the lifestyle that's everything. the real reason come on admit <laughs> it you wanted to wear the clothes <laughs> I did want that as well and it makes such a difference you so, feel like a glamorous movie star absolutely yeah. absolutely <laughs> can you imagine not having any any not words to express but just music you know, in these old films, the music was everything, wasn't it? Absolutely, and I think for Charlie Chaplin it was a real problem when, when, when the normal movie 
uh, business started with, with sound because his expression of the mimic and music was so strong that he actually did say that he would like to stay with that because he, the emotions can be transmitted much better and much stronger. Well, it starts, your, your album starts off with this amazing city memories. You've got, uh, um, you know, the, the theme from modern times, theme from limelight. Lime I mean, really wonderful things. And then you move on to a city that's very important to you because you live there, Munich. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I move on to Munich and then to many other cities as well, of course, because, well, as like every other artist, I've traveled a lot. And I also moved from my home country to Germany. And some of the cities in this world have been especially important to me on a musical journey, but also personally, like Paris, for example, or, uh, or Berlin. Yeah. Uh, and I, I wanted to dedicate to all the cities. It's like a love declaration to all those places in, in, in a composition with the, with the will and real kind of passion for this music and this is all sorts of music on the on this album we have Bach we have Dvorak uh, Piazzolla Gia Cancelli who was the biggest composer in Georgia in the last century and unfortunately he left us just a couple of months ago so I found it also important to have a make an homage to to his persona and and it's it's I think it's probably not only the most personal album from my, of my life but also something I've spent the most time of to prepare to get ready with with my friend Nika Rajveli who made all this most of the arrangements and to get all the tracks on the album which are recorded for the first time in these arrangements they, they are really fantastic arrangements. I mean, that, that really sticks out when you listen to the album. And the Rundfunk Symphony Orchestra played yes. half of them and the other mm. half, the Georgian, Georgian, Georgian Philharmonic. Philharmonic. Georgian Philharmonic played. And I find that also very fitting to your... Mm. To the, you, you sort of included all sorts of friends and, and colleagues. You have amazing soloists making guest appearances. Tell us about them. I yes. was so impressed. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm a fan of all of them. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Well, I'll start with Katie Milua because she, she is a guest artist on the London, London track. Um, she, she lives moved, in London. She lives she? in London. Yeah. She moved uh, from Georgia when she was 80 years old. And she's the person we thought about because I think it's nice to connect with a person who is in a different genre but has a similar kind of nostalgia for the home country and also has been so supported by a, another country like United Kingdom in her case and I wanted to share that experience with her and, and, that, and she brought this song for London herself and she was happy to share it with us and it was the first time I've... And sing uh, it with you and sing and play it absolutely. with you. Absolutely and I, I really love her music. I think she's an incredible person and also I, I like uh, her because of her capability of being Georgian and British at the same time. You know, she, she can be both and at the same time she is herself and she, is, she has absolutely her own sound and her style. So that was a wonderful encounter actually. And, and in, about Berlin, so <laughs> of course there are so many great musicians in this city. But as soon as I go out from the typical classical world I would, I'm thinking of Tilbrunner because as a child, I mean, as a young student, I was already listening to his recordings, and I was, oh, I loved, I just loved. I was his, so happy his, to see you two have been friends for a long time, but finally to play yes, together. Absolutely, on and the, the album. first time actually we played to, uh, in the same concert. It was in a New Year's co uh, Eve concert with Daniel Barenboim in one concert, and I just thought, I have to ask him. Maybe he will say okay. <laughs> 
It's a great piece. Ich habe einen Koffer in Berlin. I have a suitcase in Berlin. And actually, that's more or less true for you as This well. This is my life, yeah. right? Yes. Probably Berlin is the city I love most to spend time because you know why. You are from Berlin. <laughs> But, It's a really um, cool place. And, and I do feel that every time I leave this city, I, I leave part of me here. A uh, no, Of myself. <laughs> a coffer. Yeah. So it was uh, very nice. And I don't know if people know about it but um, Marlene Dietrich she was a violinist and it's, a, it's Marlene Dietrich's song I have a coffee in Berlin she oh, was a violinist she studied violin in Weimar Conservatory oh uh, and in a way there is also this sort of correct connection to the, to the instrument like for Paris for example Michel Legrand song called Paris Violon which is not his most popular song but in a way it's also one of the most beautiful things you can imagine because the, the way he 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 loves his city and he, he kind of describes all the beauties through the instruments. Yeah. Who else do we have? We have Maximilian. Maximilian. Playing beautiful uh, octave duets with you. In the, in, in which one? Which <laughs> one was he? he was in, he, that's right. Yeah, in he, was in, he was in Rome. Yes. He went to Rome with Maximilian. Yes. And you went to Buenos Aires with Milos. <laughs> yes. With Milos also, I, we wanted to play together for years and years. And when I decided to do this album, I knew that one of the tracks would happen with him. And we chose to play Piazzolla together and dedicate it to Buenos Aires, of course. Can I ask you something very cheeky? And that yes. is, when people in the popular music world record, often they never meet each other. They just, they call it laying down tracks. They lay down the tracks in their studio and then mm. they send the tracks and it would, would get all mixed together. Did you manage to be in the same room with all of these people? to record three of out of four yes <laughs> okay. and that was that was an amazing experience because also for them it was a new new kind of Absolutely. thing to do they're yes. used to just doing it with But headphones a click track it's fantastic of course we had an amazing producer and sound engineer in one it's jonathan allen who is an incredible um it's the yellow label come on It's Yellow Label, and, and he is, I think, the, the, the support that we got from him and uh, also the way he put everything together was, for me, also a completely new experience. And we worked on the sound on each track in a different way because he also said, you know, each, each single, each uh, piece of music has its own projection and sound completely uh, that you intensity really that. and you yeah. can work on it yeah. and i think in the, in the classical world we're still a little bit kind of in the old times where we try to polish everything and make nice sound but i think we have to be more give it more character to everything. I think maybe people thing. are a little afraid that they won't do the composer justice. We're always so worried about what the composer meant. But you know? did, did they, the composers, did Bach know that one day would be able to record something? <laughs> <laughs> of course not. And did, I mean, for like Mozart concertos, did he know that we'd be playing them with valves and with proper chromatics? Not. He would have written completely differently. Yes, absolutely. So, so that, that's a really important part of this album, I think, is the different sounds. And you really hear it, you know, and there's a lot of nice touches in there, like the, the movie reel crackling and then, then yeah. unrolling yeah. Yeah. And you hear it flapping around the, the reel. I think you can hear out some sort of nostalgia out of Absolutely. each track because it's a kind of, I, I think for each person, the, most of this music is, um, recalls some sort of emotions and old experiences or some images from childhood or whatever, youth, depending on the age of the listener. Um, but I feel there is so much connection to the life experience. Um, that, that was for, for me also one of the reasons why we added this uh, special effects. So as a classical, classically trained 
world-class violinist. Don't go red now. I'm allowed to gush. I'm, <laughs> I'm a fan. <laughs> no, you, um, you are for us in my orchestra. You're one of our absolute favorite soloists. We adore playing with you. You know, audiences all around the world go crazy when you play. And it's fantastic. You've got this amazing, this amazing technique. And you play Tchaikovsky, Sibelius. You know, you've recorded all these, all these mm. pieces. Now you're playing stuff that's really different for you. Mm. Maybe you played it all at home, but this is, you know, we're, we're hearing you play this, these things for the first time. Why would a classically trained violinist feel... It, I know you say it's nostalgia and you love these pieces, but some people may look at it and think, you know, is it just commercial? Mm. Or I know that your heart absolutely is in this, but how is it physically? I mean, what do you... Ha is it easy for you to play after Shostakovich and, and, and Prokofiev and... <laughs> And Tchaikovsky, or for example, the, the Hungarian number. God, that's yeah. really hard. Yeah, or arranged by your colleague, <laughs> yeah, Stefan Kontz. That's really, well, that's he knows what you can do. Yes, well, <laughs> um, it gives me an incredible pleasure to play this music on a different level than any other classical repertoire that I've played, because I, I wouldn't say that I have less respect for this, kind of, this music than for Tchaikovsky or, or Sibelius. I think that... that Quality-wise, it's, it's on the same level because I think Morricone or Chaplin or Piazzolla, they were all masters in their genres, which was maybe a little bit different, but they were also very broad, great talents. And uh, I haven't thought for a second during this project that it was in any way meant for commercial reasons because, first of all, I worked on it so hard, uh, like never before, for you two years. You, you had to practice these pieces like you practiced I had to Sibelius. practice these pieces. Of course, the arrangements were done in some cases very last minute. <laughs> so we had to be very quick uh, with bringing it together. But I think the, the colors and the emotions of the music just carry me like a, on a carpet, you know. I, feel, I just feel very happy playing this music and also giving it to the audience. I, I can't wait for the moment where I will just perform it for, for the audience for the first time. Do you have a favorite out of all of these ones? Can you say, is it, or is it like your children? You can't, can't pick a favorite. Uh, I have a few favorites. Okay. And I'm probably not going to say which Aww. one because I want to leave, out, leave that to the audience. But I must say the Chaplin, since that was the, the, the initial track, is also probably the, one of the most special ones alongside Buenos Aires, which also is a, is a new, completely a new kind of arrangement. arrangement. It is. It's really you know, new there, tango, isn't it? There is so much piazzolla out there yeah. and also violin guitar duets. But this kind of arrangement with the orchestra and bringing two or three themes of piazzolla together in this way, I think this will be something special. I thought the orchestra did really well as well, I must say. Yes. Because as an orchestral musician, you know, to have these sort of pieces put, we're used to sort of pieces putting in front of us that we know or yeah. had time to practice. They probably didn't have the music for very long. No, 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 no. <laughs> they had to lay it down. Absolutely. And some of the things, you know, they just did on the spot. And I, I could feel how people you know, were in the groove at some point because of, we are just, we shouldn't be scared of doing things that that one wouldn't usually do, but something that we believe in. And, and, and when the quality is there, it's again about the, the um, kind of the exp expression of the music and also the history of it. Uh, I think then, then there is no doubt behind. Not only that, it's also, as you say, the quality of the playing, because I think you can... 
um, these pieces need that quality of playing. Otherwise, you know, there's a danger of cheesiness if someone's Absolutely. trying to get those high notes or trying to play those fast pass passages. Yeah, there is it, always a kind of a borderline, of course, and you have to make sure you are still kind of in between. Uh, and and that was for me, of course, a challenge because I I still um, am a classical musician and will continue being. But this will be probably my love project. You're a citizen of the world. We all are. We play in all these different countries and we have friends wherever we go and there's always dinners with different people, with different foods in every yeah. country we go to. Um, and this album is really, for you, a, a statement about that, you know, all your favorite cities. How do you cope with all this traveling? Because people see you glamorous on stage, and the, but I know myself because it's, it's, you know, I do it at a less level with you. I always have an orchestra with me. <laughs> you go by yourself. But it, it, the glamorous side is... is there is a very unglamorous side to traveling. You have a family living in Munich. You're, you, you were there just for a day, I think, and then you came here. It's tough. It's tough. And, I won't and say people no. don't really yes. realize that a lot of the time. Yeah. You know, they see the glamour, yeah. they see the, 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 the... There's a lot of hard work that goes into it, but it's tough. I think, uh, for me, the biggest challenge is to, to have these two lives. Life at home, whatever you are, as a mother, as a wife as a child whatever and then dog being the, oh, yeah dog owner and being <laughs> and being uh, on stage and and switching on and off somehow that is for me the biggest challenge in still today and i think we need to not only have a lot of energy but also be psychologically very stable and strong that that and throughout the years and it it's it's not just uh, a short period of time but it's something ongoing is that something so, you work at like your practice you know this I sort have, of mental stability i have my bad days as well like everyone uh, and uh, there are moments where i'm not sure that i can continue this way because the rhythm is very very intense but those moments where the music makes me stronger and they really exist especially when I work with great people who inspire me on stage. And, you know, there's always this, this great energy. It, it, then I understand why I'm doing it. Because there is always the moment of ex being exhausted and, and also needing to, to put the violin away and just, you know, recharge your batteries or whatever you call it, just be, um, you know, off the, ro the road. But I don't think it's easy for them who don't travel either. I think it's, it's all about choosing your life and somehow being pragmatic about some things because you need to know that it's not like what we're seeing on social media, often the, the perfect people are world having of an media. easy time yeah. and just enjoying it because there is always a dark side for everything. Yeah, I think people know that about artists in general. Um, but people often don't like to look behind the scenes because uh, they want to have this, this glamorous persona. I remember I, I, I heard the, the singer Maria Callas mm -hmm. said in a masterclass to one of her students, she said, the audience doesn't pay to hear you try, you know, and that was sort of like, oh, okay, you know, the minute you put that, your foot out on the stage, you're not trying anymore, you have to become that, that person everyone's come to see, and that really drains, doesn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. But as you say, when you work with great people, it feeds you as well. That, that's the thing, and I think it's all about that at the end, and how we, yeah, how we cope with all these things, and things change in life as well, and you have to also be quite flexible and accept that you're not always on the same level, but how do you actually get your strength back and make sure that, you know, everything, all the, we have so much additional stress today as well because of, because of things moving faster, and it's the same for the youngsters 
young generation. As, and, and I, must, I wouldn't like to be a school kid these days, you know, with all the stress and all this, the quickness of the, Absolutely, uh, the yes. this keyboards and everything. Gosh. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, they, they're a lot older. Your, your daughter, how old is she now? I mean, she's, she's yeah, almost 16. And she seems like, you know, she, <laughs> me at 16, I wasn't nearly like that. I mean, it's uh, <laughs> no. really impressive how me grown neither. up. <laughs> I was, a, I was, yeah, I was a child and she's not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but I just have to say, I mean, in all this sort of dark side that, that there is in the, Mm. If you're an artist, it, it's still an amazing thing for your soul to be able to visit these different countries, isn't it? And the things you you absorb when you're there. It's it's what makes us artists, I think. It's the travel. Um, that's why I f find it also nice for my children to be also very present in different countries. They travel with us. You become who you are through all these places you visit and people you, you, you meet. Uh, and, and that is why also this is one of the reasons for me it's so, so important to uh, bring it on the album to say this is almost like an autobiographical message to say uh, I've went through all these places and I have my own memories connected to them and this can start with age zero to today. Yeah. And last time we played together we were, it was for this um, Musicians for United Europe and, um, and we, you were so engaged with all this, well, we all were. I mean, we, we felt so helpless in this terrible times here with mm. Europe dissolving and England leaving. And, and we, we felt, what can we do? What can we do? We can play music. So we got together and it was one of the most inspiring concerts. It was absolutely wonderful absolutely. that everyone was there. Um, I know you're very active also, your speech at the Opus um, Classics. Um, it's, it's very important to you to, um, to, to get that message out to the world about the, how music unites. I think this is our hope for the future, that through music, through arts, people will, um, will speak the kind of common language. Um, and this has always been the case, in a way, this music and reflecting the society. Um, for me, Europe has been a place of my dreams as a child. And it is still, even with all the problems, because, because I, know how difficult it is in many, many other places in the world and how much we should not take it for granted that Europe is still doing actually quite well. <laughs> and, uh, well look and at us, we're both we're, we're, foreigners yes. living in Germany. And, 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 <laughs> and we are still kind of going back into the whatever 1920s or in the, eight, to the 18th century, 19th century, and this is our whole kind of history and, and the rich history that carries us and brings us further. And we should never, never not only forget it, but just uh, put it aside. Can you imagine being anything else apart from a violinist? Oh, <laughs> what about you? No, I, asked, I asked you first. <laughs> you can ask oh. me in the next podcast. Well, the thing is that me, as a musician now, I'm not only just a violinist because I've started doing so many different things. Oh, like yes, I apologize. That wasn't meant to sound like you're just a violinist. You, no, you know what I mean. No. What I'm saying is that through the music, you can also make more things and, and get a broader idea of how you can be useful for eventually for the society or just simply also support young people. I think for me at the moment this is, this is the next step where I see so many talented young, not only Georgians but especially Georgians, <laughs> coming and, and asking for advice or whatever and, and that to be in a situation and this great situation to be able to, to give advice and to, to help and to just be in touch with them. This is for me kind of this new extra life that is not coming out from, on, from the, my, 
usual artistic politician comfort zone. Then. Politician would be the next in the next level. Oh, I wouldn't wish to myself to be a politician. <laughs> I think this is really, really hard stuff. But uh, yeah, I think it would be just for me a dream to be aware and to, to be conscious about the society. Consciousness already is, um, you know, a big step forward. Well, thank you for this great present of City Lights. It's so, it's so wonderfully autobiographical and, and just the sheer differences of the music on it. It's such a, you just think, oh, what's coming next? Oh, and, and, and then listening to it and not looking at the track list, it was great to think, ah, that sounds like Paris. Oh, that is Paris. Oh, that sounds like Budapest. Oh, it was Budapest. So you, you've guessed it right. And I, I hope that this will be also a journey for the people simply through the places and through, through this music of the last centuries. Well, I have an instrument here that has made a journey <laughs> to see you. Um, I, I, you know, we've, we've yes. filmed together, and you know mm. that my horn is always with me. And one of the greatest pleasures we have had is making people I've interviewed try the horn. And you are a professional already because you've done, you've done it twice now. Have you done it once? You know, you've been, I think I've done it once. I think it, I've... I've cheated on your horn and I've tried another horn. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what it was. But you, when, when Deutsche Grammophon said to me, you know, what could we bring into the, into the podcast to, you know, to bring in a little surprise, I thought, I'll just bring my horn. Bring and horn I see back. I'm describing your face to the listeners right now. Uh, Lisa is, is sort of looking a little bit uh, worried, but she actually knows that she can do this. I would like to challenge you to get a note out of my horn um, and see whether it might have a place on a future album. Uh, <laughs> Sarah, if I had known, I would have practiced, I promise, yes. well, that, because I'm, I'm really afraid to disappoint you. Well, that's you. cheating because the worse you are, the more we love you. We've had ah. all sorts of people um, try and play the horn and it's been wonderful. As they, They've been terrible. I remember you being quite good, but we've had a couple like Ivan Fischer. He played yeah. the beginning of the Brahms piano concerto. It was like he'd practiced. He'd gone into a room, asked about the fingering, the oh, practice, and that's, that's not okay. No, but for the listeners, um, Lisa is looking absolutely beautiful today in a black and white outfit with a red belt. She's also got <laughs> lipstick to match the red belt. And the lipstick is not allowed on the horn. I so yes. no, we don't only have a horn, we have a, a, I knew that. a nice I knew little that. tissue for you. The makeup artist is going to have a fit in the background now. Okay. And so I am now giving you the horn, and to prove that it's here, that was me. It is Do my. It, again. it is my. I got the fingering. You got the fingering. Okay. Let's see but. if you can get the notes. It is. So I'm passing the horn over to you, and to say oh, to play dear. us out of this podcast, take a big breath, and here we go. And once again. <laughs> I think that was marvelous. Thank you so much. I think it really the rhythm suits was you. Right. The rhythm was perfect. We've got to I work on the a little bit. Absolutely. We will do that on our next podcast. We will have, I think, the Strauss Horn Concerto. Absolutely. Lisa, thank you, thank you very so much. much for being part of this podcast. And I'm really looking forward to everything we have together in the future. Me too. <laughs> thank Thanks, you. Sarah.